So folks, I have a question to you all. Who is the architect of Taj Mahal? Or maybe I'll ask you a different question. Who is the architect of Howrah Bridge? Who is the architect of Red Fort? Who is the architect of White House in the United States of America? Okay, you may be thinking. Let me ask a different question. Who is the architect of Windows operating system? And to be honest, many people might be familiar with the architects of the world-renowned monuments, but not the architects behind the software industry who are actually the pillars of every product and every software that gets released in the market. Hello, hi there. Welcome to the Guiding Voice podcast series. The Guiding Voice for a better future. This podcast is to help professional students, IT employees and entrepreneurs to shape their careers. Dear listeners, in every episode, we interact with industry experts or academicians or leaders or coaches across the globe to drive some insightful conversations that will help each one of you learn great things. Also, we share an interesting trivia or a fun fact about the IT world or technology towards the end. So don't go away. Stay till the end. Thank you for tuning in. This is Naveen and I'm with my co-host Sudhakar. So today we are going to discuss a topic which is in line with my introduction, the role of a solutions architect, which is a very, very critical role. But many a times the role of architect is overlooked, especially it is not visible to folks outside the organization. And we are pleased to welcome Subramanya to our show to cover this important and niche topic. Subramanya is a senior software professional with 18 plus years of experience in planning, designing and development of enterprise software. He has sound experience in IT services and infrastructure management. Subramanya has proven track record that includes successful releases of software, conducting competitive research and analysis of technical solutions and of course, more importantly, mentoring the development teams. Subramanya, welcome to our show. Thanks, Sudhakar. Thanks, Naveen, for a great introduction. And nice to have me in this discussion. Thank you once again. It's our pleasure to host you, Subramanya. Thanks for taking time. Before we move forward, Subramanya, can we talk briefly about how you scaled up to be a solutions architect of this size? Sure, Sudhakar. So I started my career as a computer hardware professional. Later, I moved into software design and implementation, implemented uh, many solutions in uh, multiple programming languages like Java, PHP, Node, HTML and uh, CSS, uh, latest with HTML5 and other things. Got experience in multiple business domains from uh, retail, pharma and lot of other domains. Also, I have spent my time in work. many startups uh, have been into my journey where I could able to learn more of the business process and also completely managing the IT system of a business. All this experience came handy to handle or to take up the solution architect role. Retail, pharma, startups, developmental experience, IT infrastructure. So what did you leave out, Subramanya? Yeah, I think yeah, this, this came into handy because I am uh, of the person who wanted to do everything. So that's where I just uh, tried my hands into multiple things, which is uh, very much required for a solution architect role. Excellent. Now that we talked about solution architecture, what is a typical role of a solution architect and how your past experience of development side, application uh, maintenance side, infrastructure, startup, all of that 
helps you in becoming a better of yourself yeah solution architect define how a different component of business like information and technology used in a solution solution architects put their effort and experience like uh, if you take my as an example my uh, use case as an example like ideation research design and implementation experience came into handy to create a proposed solution during the ideation and content for a solution is considered the solution architect then selects the optimal strategy that business gives right we have to make a road map for the development team or for the technical architect uh, which will guide the development team and technical architect for the implementation we we have to have a particular road map like how it has to be done and how it has to be executed then we will hand over that to the technical architect That's quite interesting Subramanya. We also come across another role called enterprise architect. So how do you think the solution architect role is different from enterprise architect? Yeah, I would say solution architect responsibilities is subset of the enterprise architect. Enterprise architect is kind of above the solution architect in most of the companies both will be handled by a, a single person on a bigger uh, like enterprises right they will have uh, enterprise architect different and solution architect different enterprise architect responsibilities are like address growing demand and uh, uh, how to reduce the cost in the in case of a uh, cloud management and other thing and uh, increase the flexibility and regulate the technology environment but in case of solution architect takes the problem outlined by the enterprise architect and propose the building blocks to solve it so they will give the overview enterprise architect and solution architect will give the each block how it has to be done and how we have to reuse the element like enterprise building block or enterprise capability architectural standards and guidelines these each piece by piece will be given by the solution architect like if any other integration point or anything like that that we can uh, already used to go to market as soon as possible those are the things that solution architect evaluates and gives the solution to the next team and which is the development team that's great this architect role seems to be very very challenging because you have to be on your toes learning new technologies now and then and we also come across this scenario wherein business says hey you know guys we heard about a new technology is there a way where we can migrate this legacy application to new technology and all right so likewise i anticipate a lot of challenges can you explain in your terms what are some challenges that you face on day to day basis in your role as a solutions architect sure there are many challenges that that's how our like uh, multiple uh, thing that have done right uh, multiple technology or multiple domain comes into handy there are some challenges that i will uh, just briefly uh, explain like uh, handling legacy old system on a new cloud platform this is where the newer trend is happening right uh, all the i mean systems that is very legacy like 15 years old 20 years old we have to move it into new cloud platform because to get the cost under control then the opex versus the capex all those things so this is the most challenging thing we have to run this with the same uh, like performance and other things on the cloud uh, but we don't have the cloud enabled code or cloud enabled system 
so that is uh, the most challenging part as of now that uh, i am dealing then application security and data security uh, we have to i mean on the development side they will just uh, write the code and uh, give it the, the running that right the operational team has to have a like uh, sec- data security and application security management all those things needs to be taken care where solution architects plays a role to handle those uh, issues even the integration with the multiple platform uh, in case of uh, if you take an example of the like uh, the upi integration those are the integration that we like a lot of people use right uh, the, Uh, load will be too much and all the integration component should work properly without failure if there is a failure we have to see how to rectify that also online right so those are the most challenging thing that any uh, solution architect come and also uh, we have to be always thinking how to overcome uh, on the vendor locking dependency of the particular system or a operating system how do we make uh, it is like robust and it will run uh, without any locking uh, with any of the vendor subramanya you talked about diversified challenges you talked about uh, integration of uh, legacy applications with current trends like cloud you talked about security you talked about you know vendor locking and all so that means not the one specific skill right you need to learn uh, diversified skills which are not in your core area but also adjacent to you as well so how do you learn these technologies what are the various sources that you depend on correct uh, as you rightly said right we have to always looking at and we should be always like upgraded if i say Uh, into lot of uh, technologies which are coming are a best solution which are coming that we can uh, accommodate in our product there are lot of options available uh, now uh, compared to earlier when we started our career right um, there was no google and other things we used to uh, go with the books and learn the basics of the thing and create a poc and uh, before jumping or before going to any actual coding right we used to get the uh, basic uh, thing learning properly like a data structure or whatever uh, it might be so that is most important we have to have uh, basic thing before implementing uh, anything like you can't directly go and get some code from the google and uh, try to run that it will not work like that so you have to have a basic thing or create a pocs which will make the use case easy to uh, prove it so there are many uh, technology meetups that is happening nowadays of any technology you consider like a, our uh, cosmopolitan bangalore right you will have lot of technology meetup happening and you can use uh, make use of that talk to industrial experts on that and get the best out of the thing for any technology that you want to learn subramanya you have almost been there done it in every aspect because like i was mentioning application development maintenance infrastructure large organizations startup consolidation so what's next for you after this solution architect role yeah that is a question <laughs> yeah to answer so i'm i mean i mean seriously thinking about i mean building my own uh, venture basically that's how i think uh, all the like retirement kind of uh, thing that happens on the iit right 
so i have like uh, experience on um, like infrastructure development maintenance uh, and multiple uh, maintaining the multiple businesses and other things so i am planning to have my own uh, uh, venture but not now but that is what i am thinking slowly i will make a kind of a my own uh, consulting firm or a development firm uh, in the coming days it's amazing and very inspiring at the same time so subramanya i think we have been talking a lot on the professional front and engaged in a very serious conversation talking about the role of a solutions architect versus enterprise architect talking about technology evolution migrating legacy to the upcoming technologies so on and so forth so i want to spice up this conversation with a few rapid fire questions and are you ready for that yes sure perfect so thank you for accepting Uh, let me fire a big bullet uh, to you right now so what is the secret about you that you haven't shared with anyone so far is that <laughs> yeah nothing i can think of i'm very poor in remembering things so nothing i can think of as of now that's a very smart answer and you <laughs> escaped <laughs> cleverly okay it's okay moving on to the next one what was your best buy so far so i think uh, as i uh, i mean explained in the la- earlier question right it is uh, i'm very poor in remembering things but latest uh, that i can tell is i bought a bicycle for my son like seeing him happy uh, after he got it right so that made me uh, happy too that's good and being in the technology industry right for the last two decades and all what according to you was the best invention in the last 50 years i think there are many product uh, uh, which are service around us which has evolved too much out of uh, 50 years um, i would take like world wide web is the i mean kind of a revolution which happened about uh, like last 50 years where everyone can meet uh, virtually and uh, do lot of things using an world wide web absolutely i concur with you as well coming to the next question if you could be the ceo of an existing company what would that be yeah there are many but i would go in the recent term technology that they apply uh, creating the product so i would opt for uh, tesla absolutely many of us aspire to work for tesla <laughs> and uh, good to see that you are aspiring to become a ceo wonderful <laughs> so last one for the rapid fire subramanya have you yeah. ever saved money to buy something you want and what was it yeah so this is this is the one which uh, touched my heart too much so when i was in school i wanted to buy a i mean a premium watch at that time a titan premium watch so when i started my career right i did save uh, for 3 to 4 years to buy that uh, basically so that was very heart touching for me wonderful that was a great rapid fire questions and thank you for all the answers over to you sudhakar sure so subramanya did not use the excuse of he not remembering things at least for the last uh, answer <laughs> <laughs> so subramanya one final question for this session yeah what is your one piece of advice to those aspiring to make big in their careers someone like diversified technocrat like you you know what should they do I mean I would say don't stop learning so always give your 100% on what you do no matter if it comes uh, like a failure or a success right you give your 100% uh, in whatever you are doing 
it will certainly uh, give you the result so always the failure is the learning that you get so don't stop learning or don't stop doing if you like have a failure in your uh, i mean whatever you are doing basically excellent subramanya thank you so much for joining us today it was indeed great to have that conversation with you primarily on the role of solution architect but really happy to know the diversified knowledge that you possess from development infrastructure security startup experience large enterprises it was an amazing experience for us and i'm sure our audience are going to love every bit of this hey, thanks sudhakar thanks uh, navin to give me a chance to share some of my uh, experience i hope this will be useful for someone at least Definitely, and pleasure is all ours. Thank you so much for joining us today, Subramanya. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Navin. Yeah, thank you. And folks, if you have liked this episode, please share with at least three of your friends or colleagues for whom you care for. Because the Guiding Voice podcast series is a purely not-for-profit venture, and our team puts in a lot of effort. to bring the best conversations to all our listeners and our purpose is very clear we want to provide curated guidance to all the professional students out there be it from engineering b schools and all the it employees and entrepreneurs so that all of you can make informed decisions based on the insights that are driven by the industry experts coaches leaders or academicians across the globe because if you share this with your friends it helps them also learn great insights from every episode or if you are listening to the guiding voice podcast on the apple podcast please do not forget to leave a review and a five star rating because every rating will help us expand our reach and contribute to our mission to shape the careers and lives of millions of people across the globe and if you are watching the episode on youtube please do not forget to hit the like button and subscribe to our channel and last but not the least i want to reiterate please share with at least three of your friends or colleagues thank you so much in advance all right so it brings us to the trivia segment of today's episode and today's trivia is about human brain so folks do you know how powerful is our human brain i know you may be thinking and many of you are thinking that it is more powerful than a computer yes you guys are right but it is more powerful than very powerful computers as well so if there was a computer which is as powerful as a human brain it would be able to do around 38000 trillion operations per second and also hold more than 3580 terabytes of memory that's humongous isn't it thank you for listening there is more in store folks stay tuned take care be safe until next time Bye bye and we are signing off for today see you in the next episode